0: Oh shit. Yes.
1: What's yeah. Wait. Oh, yes. I'm using, uh, like microphone and stuff. So, um, if it's like too nice quality, just tell me, uh, let me know and I could call you back um, on the phone. No,
0: you're fine. I was um. Is it good? I was looking at my levels and it didn't look like anything,
1: but. Yeah, I think it's fine. I can fuck with stuff here. This is me just on kind of close to it with the uh, sensitivity about halfway. So I can I can change that.
0: Oh, no, it's my fault. I was um, I was looking at I was fucking with some of the recordings I did before. And uh, the foam line that I've got recorded, there's like a loud ass hiss on it. <laughs> But if I don't, oh, yeah. if I don't turn it up then I can't hear well, I can hear you. It's just the level is like really low. But it's fine. Yeah, I'll just yeah, yeah. clean it up in post like I did. Well
1: if you want, I can do you want me, do you wanna call me back and I'll be on the phone and see how that is, or do you think it'll be the same?
0: No, nah, this is fine. This is perfect. Um Great. Yep, and I'm gonna leave all this in. I'm not gonna cut shit. You know, <laughs> you know how, all right. You know how it is audio engineering.
1: I'm not even in character yet. You know, I've, I've, I've still got to, like, <laughs> get into, you know, podcast character mode. R- like, That's reach funny. into my memories, you know?
0: You know, um, me and Mega are pretty much recording separately. Like, we're pretty much doing two separate things. And um, So,
1: is, is this a different podcast, or is it, like, a different part of the same podcast?
0: Yeah, basically. It's still Mega Late Show, except I've been doing these uh, little oh man i dispatch i guess yeah dispatch yeah and i've uh you're
1: like a reporter on the scene
0: word word yeah i don't know if you remember we used to have a segment on the main show called um a temperature check
1: i remember that i do remember that
0: yeah so i just reappropriated the name for uh these discussions about uh entertainment in the time of corona
1: sick man well i i'll tell you right now i don't have a temperature so we're all good, <laughs> good. in that respect all right well, well yo, temperature it
0: was good talking to optimum. you optimum yeah yeah thanks for the update and yeah i'll talk to you again i guess in six months or so <laughs> no, all right man, man yeah peace <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah like um i don't do an intro there's no like music I don't really introduce the guests. I kind of just <laughs> recall okay. and put it out.
1: This is raw. This is pretty, raw, dog. Pretty
0: it. much, yeah. I mean, I figure like Mega still. I mean, the episodes are still coming out twice a week. I drop these like every other week. I mean, people don't need all that fucking. There's not really any pizzazz anyway.
1: I mean, pizzazz is it's 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 a uh, it's a just a, a never-ending race for pizzazz. You know, whenever I do anything or make anything it, it i get overwhelmed with the idea of having to make it flashy and i've got to put this yeah, and that right in there at the end of the day like that you can never win that race because there's always someone around the corner who's got more time and money to spend on it
0: absolutely absolutely
1: yeah this content um, creation game
0: yeah it's uh learning to be okay with uh I don't know how what
1: what how exactly well, learning I to be okay this. with just what you got is so important like i i i for years just did, didn't want to do this thing because i didn't have the right equipment or i didn't want to do that thing because i didn't think it looked right, right or it wasn't as good as the person who i'm looking at and i think in this like since this whole lockdown situation has been going on it's been a great time for me to go well wait a minute <laughs> you just, I haven't got anything else. This is just me. Right. Um, so if I can sit here on my ass and go, oh, I don't have the right stuff to do that, and you know, it's not like I'm making tons and tons of cash, or I can just buy up all the equipment like some people have done. But you know, you, you, it's a real exercise, and like, okay, what have I got to work with here, and what what can I create out of it?
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a. Uh... Like politics or like with um, when you're thinking of buying something that you absolutely need, like an essential item where the cosmetics or the exact details aren't that important. Or even like, I don't know, a a partner, not a partner, but like dating someone or just messing around in some circumstances. You can't let perfect be the enemy of good.
1: Oh god, yeah. That I think, in a way, the partner situation, and I, I, in my in my life, has definitely been that because there's always an idea that perfect's around the corner, mm-hmm. and but then there's the on the other side, there's this idea. I I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like my first long-term girlfriend. Um, well, I say long-term first, she was three years we were together, three and a half years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I, I we we should have done one year maximum. <laughs> like it should not have been longer than one year (laughs) yeah she's a great she was great she's a great person you know we didn't fight that much and if we did it was probably my fault um but you know i was 21 or something like that i I was i was 20 21 like when you started i should not at the end when we when we started i i guess i was 20. okay we met when i was 20. not not yeah i think i was three months 20. um and you know i just i just started got my feet down like in my university town and you know it should have been one year Uh, but but in my head right at the time i was like i'm never going to do better i'm never going to do better (laughs) i just thought i'm never going to meet a girl that good again which is crazy because there's so many women there are women everywhere all over the place uh, and, and you know, man, I um, love that. most of them, I don't know. A lot of them are smart and <laughs> sexy, and they've got loads of stuff going on. But I was like, no, this them. is it. <laughs> you know, and I just held on. I held on for dear life. And she was, I don't know what she was thinking. She, she must have been thinking, well, I guess we'll get married one day. Then I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's a yeah. It's, a,
0: it's such a common. Uh, it's so cliche. Like we've had these conversations with you know numerous people probably before where like you know you talk about your old relationships or things you did when you were younger and just like yeah probably should have nipped that in the bud earlier on and then later yeah. down the line in your life you were like yeah i think i'm gonna nip this in the bud <laughs> like uh Maybe yeah, eventually maybe nip, not as not soon anymore. <laughs> as you should have but you know yeah Earlier than it's no longer it a
1: bud. That's a full-on flower. That—that's <laughs> a tree now. You can't nip a tree. You know, a tree does not get nipped without something getting cut down and destroyed.
0: Right. yo There's this. That's um. A- you know that web comic. Uh. I think it's called Xkcd. I think that's what it is. With like the stick figures.
1: I'm going to pretend that I do. I, But I think I feel like that's the kind of thing. If I looked at it, I would immediately know what it is.
0: It's really popular, yeah. And there's like an appropriate strip for almost any situation. That's how long he's been doing it. Like a really smart guy. I'm
1: pretty sure I know the one you mean. I've just never seen the title of it. But I've seen it shared a million times. Yeah, He's got this
0: uh, one where, you know, a guy is proposing to a girl and he gives this speech. And he's basically like, you know, basically like you said, like my life. I've been, you know, uh, waiting for the one, and when I see her, I know the sky will open up and everything will be perfect. But I realize it's not about that, and that doesn't exist. It's about making it work, and you're who I want to make it work with. And, you know, she accepts the proposal. And then in the next trip, they're, like, holding hands and walking, and they run into a woman. And the sky opens up and an angel comes down blowing on a trumpet and he's like, fuck. (laughs) 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 But yeah, like, uh, I mean, no disrespect, maybe a little bit of disrespect to any of my exes. But I remember when I first started, you know, really, uh, what did that, what's that thing, Jada Pinkett said entangled when i first started getting entangled with uh some women i used to be like oh yeah this is pretty good i need to hold on to this because you know i don't yeah. know about anything else but this right here is good but you know the more experience you get is like yeah if i let you go i could probably get something
1: better if- there's it's always better because it's better when it's when you're better you're, it's better mm. like it's all up to the quality of you of the quality of person that you meet that's the thing so Damn, you just, the chances are you nailed that if you leave that person and you go on to the next one it depends on the trajectory of your life if you drink more if you act more crazy if you b- lower your quality of life i i drink more is just the first thing on my on my particular mind i no judgment 21 on that one but like whatever it is that your your behaviors happen to be if you go deeper into that you're gonna meet a worse person like without doubt mm-hmm. um or you'll meet a nicer person and they will go straight past you um but if you're if you're on the up you will meet a better person like that's that is the way it goes you just attract things like Yeah, that's so right. Whatever it is, you 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 have this subconscious filter. You see someone, and you're like, either that person is not into my thing, or they're not good enough for me, or they're too, or, or or they're too good, and you just kind of swift by that person, you know.
0: That's some real um. taoist uh, um, almost a secret type of mind state.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely I've had to change my mind state in that one. I, I, I think like, well, I realized that, okay, why do I always meet the same type of friend? Why are my friends mm. always the same type of person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because I, I, I get plenty of opportunities to be friends with various different people. I meet lots of people, right, in my life, or not as many now, but like what? I used to in my 20s. Why, do, why am I not, why am I friends with these type of person all the time? And not necessarily bad type of person. My friends, I, I've been very lucky with my friends, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm choosing people before subconsciously before I even speak to them. Fair. I'm making a selection. Mm-hmm. And like, there's people who I speak to, who I might have a conversation with. And I'm like, no. For whatever reason, I would say no. And, it, you know, or they do. You know,
0: um, um, Will Smith says... Um... And he may have gotten this from someone, but I I heard a clip of him saying it. He was like, sure "Look around at your, <laughs> look around at your closest five friends." I don't know why I'm referencing the Smiths so much. I was gonna say I was just, <laughs> I was
1: gonna say like there's a lot of Pinkett Smith and Smith, maybe a law going on. I just watched that Fresh Prince
0: reunion. Maybe that's it.
1: Oh my God, that was, that was that was cool. That was interesting. Did you actually watch it? Yeah, yeah, I did. the whole thing. Yeah, it was great. Oh my goodness. I yeah. have to talk about that. What, what, did, what did Will Smith say about your closest five friends?
0: He was like, if you look around at your closest five friends and whoever they are, that's who you are. That's the kind of person you are. And I've heard yeah. it said another way. Um, It was uh, associations breed similarities. Which right. is so true. I mean, there's, you know, birds of a feather flock together. There's so many different sayings for it. But it's I recognize that, like, my last year in Tokyo, I was, you know, looking around at the company I was keeping, and I was like, oh, like, I'm in the space that I am because I'm this way, and all the people around me are pretty much that same way also.
1: No disrespect again, no disrespect. (laughs) um, We'll have to talk, we need to talk about that, but um, I think it's ironic that Will Smith's character in Fresh Prince did not have five close friends as far as I can account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think yet yeah, there was Carlton and in one episode D.L. Hughley came to visit him I think and it was uh, you know you might oh, was it D.L. Hughley?
0: you know who they showed on the Hughley special
1: was... Who, what was that?
0: Uh, go ahead what were you saying?
1: I was saying I, I saw a clip recently and it, he had like a friend who I think had come and visited him from Philly and they were like Running game on some girl where the guy pretended to be. Uh, he 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 kind of came onto the girl. Will defended him and and they made it. It was, it was quite entertaining. I'm pretty sure it was an extremely young DL Hughley, but you know you know I, who I, else I could be wrong.
0: Came uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle.
1: Yeah. Was he wh- Who? What kind of character did he play? I don't recall him. He
0: was visiting Will. Like, I didn't remember the episode but they played a clip on the reunion show
1: oh my days yeah they had some they had some real ones in there um Tyra banks obviously um mm, yeah. was in there for a while um you beautiful. know I've always um,
0: admired will Smith I don't know why well
1: that's obvious <laughs> <laughs> from 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 your chat so far you why do you why do you admire will you
0: know, when I think about it in an intellectual adult kind of way, maybe it's because mm. of watching The Fresh Prince as a young person. He was a movie star. And the very first CD I ever owned, like my, my parents bought it for me, uh, was Will Smith's post-Fresh Prince outing, uh, Big Willie style. That was the first Big album Willie style I ever had
1: big woody i was gonna say i i was trying to think because you i was gonna say he's the dj i'm the rapper but that was like before we were born really or around the same yeah, time yeah we would have been born when were you born 86 7
0: 87
1: 87 i was 85 late 85 so i remember because i thought I, I will smith's one of those artists who like you say well because he, he's perfectly lined up for us isn't he in terms of like you know, you 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 kind of at an age where you can enjoy Fresh Prince when it when it was at its peak, mm, yeah. and then he transitions over plus, to becoming this megastar. Plus, he's when we're like, transitioning uh, into high school,
0: cool and also clean in a way where yeah. it's uh, acceptable for children to engage with
1: it. Yes, um, it's family, but it's not. Uh, necessarily cheapened for that reason It's just clean And um, and non-political as well That kind of clean It's clean yeah, not yeah. just with no cursing But like he's not really like Getting on the wagon But he's caught some flack from that Surely from the black community over the years
0: um, not,
1: not necessarily getting involved As much as he could do
0: You know now that you mention it Maybe I never really heard that about will smith so much
1: one that surprised me was jordan when i watched the last dance they were talking about how michael jordan well yeah for sure, um, jordan the republicans buy sneakers too comment which is obviously well you know i didn't realize even when that.
0: will smith came out he wasn't necessarily black 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 i mean he was yeah uh hip-hop but he was also young and hip-hop was you know, a black thing, but it wasn't overtly black. All of it. Like Will Smith was basically a pop star.
1: Yeah, young and fresh-faced.
0: Yeah, very young. I um, I I'd forgotten how fucking young he was.
1: Fifteen, sixteen, maybe when they did that first one. So young, man. Yeah, but uh, because as... he, he spent all his money, didn't he? Didn't didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> Which is what kids do Because how can you possibly understand How to deal with that much money when you're that age I have no idea
0: You know what I'm saying Parents just don't understand that kids don't understand about taxes
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what they should have called it Kids just don't understand (laughs) uh, Saving money for income tax
0: But yeah Yeah, Yeah, he's just uh, And then, you know, as I got older He's just a pretty inspirational Uplifting positive kind of guy which i respected I, a lot and then so you know,
1: you're a fan then I, i'll assume of his kind of latter stage um uh, what's the word motivational youtube like kind of that whole thing that he's been doing on social media uh, you're I a mean, fan of that because I, I would say i look askance at it personally but
0: i don't really fuck with uh, any social media uh life coachy inspirational presence like that like mm. any of that early p diddy on twitter type shit like you know engage your destiny or how everybody yeah. is a guru on instagram with their long ass captions on a picture of a mm. bagel like uh, i'm not i'm not with that shit at all and yeah. if it's not will smith saying it I, I don't really believe it but for some reason <laughs> when it's will smith i'm like all right man you know what I think it is? It's because he also walks the talk. He walks the walk like he talks the talk.
1: As in he's got the proof in the, uh, in the pudding in a way of, of, you know.
0: And not just because he's successful, but uh, like look at his life, you know, any Jada entanglements aside. But, you know, from my understanding, they had like an agreement. And well, actually, I think maybe they were separated at that time. I don't know all the nitty gritty. But for the longest time, I heard they had an open relationship and he could do what he wanted and she could do what she wanted. And, you know, everything was copacetic and blah, 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 which is a really advanced way of having a relationship. Not that that's the evolution everybody needs to get to, but in the way of just being able to have that discussion with your partner and being honest with each other like that.
1: That's oh, man. Yeah, like some
0: sure. uh, next level human being stuff. I feel that uh, people would, uh, I don't know, if we could take well, no, those I, I, kind of things from Will Smith. Uh,
1: a lot of I people. I mean, would, yeah. Uh, I feel uh, like I a, I get Will Smith's way of doing done. that is is certainly he might have a bit of an easier time uh, than than some, although <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> in enough. certain ways, um, but. Uh, I I mean, yeah, 100%, like, uh, I, uh, to be honest, I'm currently, I'd say the position, I am in a similar position like that, there's a, that's a world that interests me, I won't go into too much detail about it, but it's like, there's definitely the core of it is, if you're being honest, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Mm there's, there's the difference between, okay, how much hurt can I cause if I'm not being, on, if I'm honest, if I'm honest with everyone, how much hurt can you, can I cause really? Very you true. know, you can, you can still screw people over. You can still cause hurt and pain, but if you're being honest about it and you're not lying and you're not hiding things, there's not as much damage, nearly as much as you can do as if you, as if you're not being honest. And if you're not being honest, you don't have to do much. You just have to lie about it.
0: Yeah. It's, um... Do you see what I mean?
1: You you can do fuck all, but if you lie about it, that's when the trouble begins.
0: It's like you're not cheating anybody. Yeah. Like a, a liar, you know, tries to distort people's reality or whatever. If you're upfront about your actions, then everything you do is, you know, for lack of a better word, righteous. You you have nothing to be ashamed of, even if yeah. it's not necessarily to the other person's benefit or liking. As long as you're upfront about whatever you're doing, then you know that's more on their perspective than what you were doing.
1: Yeah, and plus is even if you're not doing everything right, if you're being honest, then you've got from there you can go anywhere essentially. Yeah, you know, if if you've if you haven't caused any uh and to cheat anyone if you haven't made any uh, falsehoods and and caused anyone to to think that you're a liar you you can go anywhere from there you could you could just the only way is up you could just go and 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 the next day you could start being super righteous and helpful and everyone's going to be like yeah great this person's on it but uh, mm. any kind of lying and and you usually start with it it's uh, you can tell i've got experience in this area <laughs> um mm. but like I get humans want truth don't they we want truth that's what every, humans want whether you know about whether it be about what lies at the bottom of the ocean or, or as far out in the universe we want to know the truth and it that comes down right to what's on your doorstep and what's going on around you and even more importantly that and if you fuck with that people get upset
0: yeah i mean there's so many examples of people feeling like they've been lied to or what they thought was the case isn't the case and it you know causes all these fractures that basically led to this fucked up state of the world that we're in
1: it's even like this a, it's a cornerstone of 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 every story isn't it is that there's got to be a deceit and a, a in there and, and learning of a <laughs> truth that's been hidden how many you know? Uh...
0: How many um, forms of fiction, or even real life? Yeah, cases in real life. How many episodes of Will Smith, or any, or Fresh Prince? That's or, exactly what I was thinking about. Was like which episode of the Fresh Prince can yeah. I quote here? Yeah, where it's like somebody didn't say the whole story, or they left out a detail, or didn't tell somebody something, and that's the <clears throat> the pretty much plot for that whole episode. It's hinging on. Straight that off the top of my head.
1: Effect straight off the top of my head will the classic the very ultimate classic right mm. is um is is Will's dad comes uh to Air, yes his real dad and obviously you know the rest we've got we've got he, he go they go to the fair and they do all this stuff and Will gets excited and he's uh the dad says he's going to take him on the road with him and they're going to go on a trip father and son and then the next day he says he's not going to do it and you know that he never intended to and that he was just saying it to make him him smile and make him excited at the time and then you have that emotional scene with Uncle Phil at the end where he's like why doesn't he want to love me or whatever why, why doesn't he want me to uh, Uncle Phil why doesn't he want me and yeah, exactly. the tears classic I know everyone's welling up right now if anyone's listening to this they're welling up I am
0: that was a perfect reenaction so I and I'm I pretty, pretty much James Avery. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I am the skinny white British James Avery <laughs> with hair. <laughs> Turtles! <laughs> you turtle scum. As, if anyone doesn't know James Avery did the voice for Shredder in the Turtles cartoon.
0: Oh shit, I didn't know that.
1: He's a prolific voice actor.
0: Oh, wow, that makes sense.
1: Prolific there's a video on youtube which just like has a clip of basically all the Saturday morning cartoons that he was in and you'll be um, happily surprised to see some of the the things he was in between for like the whole of the 80s and 90s as well the, the whole oh, the whole time oh yeah oh, wait, uh, fin-
0: finish that uh finish that thought Will Smith's dad.
1: so yeah I mean right there you've got the the, the dishonesty of Will's dad um, and you know that that's obviously a bit more of a serious uh, example and i'm i'm struggling to think of like a more comical one um well oh, somebody you know, pointed you know that... out... oh, sorry go ahead. ahead
0: well i was i was just going to say somebody pointed out that a lot of you know uh, media from the past wouldn't work in today's time just because of the proliferation of cell phones or just the internet Like a lot of stories hinged on the fact that you couldn't get in contact with somebody. And now it's just like, oh, you know, we'll solve this plot point just by sending a text message. And, you know, we just say Mm. maybe two or three episodes.
1: Yeah. I feel like there there was even quite a long period of adjustment in the media between the late 90s and maybe the mid 2000s. Where there was quite a few shows where you could just go, well, f- this is ridiculous because why? Where? Why doesn't there someone have a mobile? Why mm. doesn't someone have a phone? And it was at the point where, between a film being written or the, or, or the, even the concept coming together and the completion of the film, with a couple of years, two or three years at least, you know, the phone technology jumped so much that like suddenly you can you can do things with a phone that you couldn't do before that solve all the problems that you had. I feel like there was definitely a period of adjustment for a while where I watched I was like, no, this is stupid. Just get your phone out. And then and then there was a the whole time where was, everyone had always run out of battery all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a Nokia 3330 that you know has got like a three-week <laughs> battery life. <laughs> there was, How do um, you run out of battery with that thing?
0: There's this movie on, I think it was on Netflix or something. It was like a, a female comedian's a vehicle... Oh, I forget the name of it, but I think the story was she met this guy and they hit it off, blah, blah, blah. But then some miscommunication happened. So she sent him like a nasty email to break up or whatever. Mm. And then turns out he uh, had had an accident and he was in the hospital. So he hadn't gotten a chance to check his email yet. So she had to like, oh, yeah, go to where his computer was and erase the email that she sent him. Of (laughs) course. Of course, right? (laughs) That's That's what you have to do. But then uh, I was like, yo, isn't that like the plot of um, Road Trip, I think it was, where the guy made the sex tape and he mailed it like post to his girlfriend and he had to like drive to her school to like get the tape before she saw it
1: it was you're absolutely right and you know what i'm glad that you brought that up because i watched euro trip recently which i kind of conflate the two together mm. um quite different films and i had I all i could remember of road trip was tom green's mouse feeding to the snakes or whatever oh, it was and yeah. uh, also the 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 very bizarre actor uh we who, who was known as dj qualls yes he's a strange looking gentleman (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs)
0: strange looking gentleman
1: (laughs) who seemed to carve some sort of a career from just pretty much being in that film and being the weirdest nerd ever and then he kind of seemed to stretch that out i imagine probably still to this day
0: i'm not exactly sure where he's at now i mean i hope he's you know rough uh roughing out this pandemic but he, he's in the classic... He looks uh, sickly. He
1: looks like if he caught COVID, he wouldn't last long.
0: <laughs> he is in the classic uh, uh, hip-hop film um, Hustle and Flow.
1: Hustle and Flow.
0: And he's also um in this weird zombie TV show that is not good at all, but uh, it has its moments, but his parts are not those moments.
1: So it seems, okay, this is interesting about DJ Quarles. I uh, grew up in Manchester in Tennessee. So I live in oh, Manchester, wow. the actual one, uh, in the UK. I he studied uh, in the UK.
0: I went to school near there. That's um, not in the UK.
1: not In Manchester, Tennessee?
0: Yeah, well, that's where they have Bonnaroo. It's the big music oh, festival. Oh, really? And uh, my yeah. university is like 30, 40 minutes down the road close to I nashville
1: see. yeah oh man you went to uni there i'd love to visit around there i'd love to go to nashville um i love country music the non-racist kind but, you know
0: <laughs> yeah well it's fun <laughs> uh it, the city's a lot better now too so
1: yeah i bet um he was discovered right by david Lachapelle and steve klein the photographers Whoa. and he started out modeling for prada what this is what imdb (laughs) are telling me yeah he was a model
0: Wow.
1: he was so funny looking that he could actually do editorial modeling for uh high-end fashion brands
0: you know i've always said that models look weird in person
1: absolutely yeah
0: very distinct features
1: you always know on when you see him in tokyo don't you because tokyo they there's quite a lot of models working yeah Mm-hmm. You can see him a mile off, can't you?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I Do you mean... know what I mean? Just in the street, like not even at parties, even, but you can at parties as well. But like, I, I see girls in the street always in in Tokyo, are like definitely a model. Yeah, I in mean, fact, you know, I think. What was saying? There, I think there was a house where they used to stay. Um, there's a little hill, and I can't remember what it's called, but it goes between like the top of Dog and Zaka. Uh, down and then you it's where I used to ride my bike to go to Shimokitazawa it's this nice little hill you can get a bit of speed up on it I swear there was a house there where like these models used to stay because you always see these like beautiful slash weird looking people down there.
2: Oh. Whites
1: and black people and people who are not Japanese generally um, so yeah.
0: Oh, I wish someone had pointed that out to me. Not that it matters. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know they didn't look that interesting as people
0: Oh let's uh, oh, yeah. circle back around to you were saying about uh, the company you keep in tokyo
1: yeah the company you keep in tokyo yeah elaborate um, well i i think that although i think i feel like it was used talking about this i was definitely talking about the company i kept in my life and in tokyo um I think Tokyo is an interesting place. It's an expat community. So in a way, you are, um, as an expat, given essentially two big fat choices, which is, one, study Japanese and uh, become friends with Japanese people, which is not as simple as studying Japanese only, as Mm -hmm. you and I know. It, It is a whole more, many more layers of cultural difference and just generally difficulty in that. Um, that I can only attest to from seeing it, but um not I uh, would say I do have Japanese friends, obviously but I didn't learn Japanese very well, so it was a different yeah, experience, sure. but uh, you meet the kind of people who had lived abroad, right? You, you, the people who've lived abroad in Jap- from Japan, Japanese people, who A, they've learned their English much better than, uh, than most, and B, the culture has changed, you know, that spending a year outside of Japan completely changes I mean, Japanese people.
0: It's not that different from... um like, I, I don't know about how you feel about yourself personally uh, mm-hmm. when compared to the ideal standard English person. But mm-hmm. for me, like, I'm American, but I'm just barely American culturally compared to yeah. the majority. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I've kind of got my own subset of ideals or. Likes and dislikes, and yeah, I usually you know find where I fit in, and you know, the same for a Japanese person who I'd be friends with, they're most likely not going to be the uh, poster boy, uh, Yamato Japanese person, yeah, although I don't have a problem with those people, I just wouldn't fit in enough to hang around them more than i would the people who i, I do end up hanging around with
1: yeah it, uh, it begs the question to me like how big is the majority of other uh, f- because i feel like in america and this is just off the top of my head uh, for, with the, the little knowledge i have i feel like in america the majority the kind of silent majority of people who've never left the states and don't really have any kind of outside cultural knowledge is probably a bit bigger uh, than than the one in the uk uh although the one in the uk is definitely there mm-hmm. but somewhere like where i am obviously in manchester um they're definitely around and they're uh, but but i don't feel the difference as strongly as a, as, as a british guy who has uh, lived abroad for a significant amount of time, four years, if anyone's wondering, <laughs> and then come back. I don't feel all that different, but I feel a little bit separated from my other kind of university-educated left-wing, you know, uh, people who are into music and, and arts and things like that. I feel a little bit separated from them by my experience and quite a bit separated from your average kind of um, uh, British gammon as <laughs> twitter has started to call people which gammon is like a thick kind of ham that's very pink mm. um so that's the kind of something that uh has been uh picked up as like Wait, derogatory why, term why does
0: twitter use that
1: well because there was this thing you know with the statue so Obviously, you had your own uh, of this in in the States, but there were certain Confederate statues, right? Which were deemed to be offensive. And as you might have heard, in the UK, at least one statue was torn down in Bristol.
0: Yes. Who was
1: a guy who was a slave trader. Edward Colson, I think his name was. Bristol? Um, His statue was uh, was torn down in Bristol. Yeah. Um, I don't
0: know why I was thinking Brighton.
1: Everyone gets Bristol and Brighton confused. Yeah, they're not Mm. completely different um brighton's where i went to uni and lived for 10 years it's like by the sea you've been there haven't you? you've you been there
0: i did i had an experience there definitely
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody says there's always an experience in brighton like something always goes on but, um so brighton and bristol are both in in their way like you you'll meet a lot of burnouts dreaded hippies and people with dogs on strings in brighton and bristol that's a big thing that they have in common a lot of drugs and a lot of kind of like uh interesting subcultures of uh you know music and clubbing and things but Mm -hmm. um they're they're about three or four hours away from each other um geographically but um yeah, so what was I saying? I was saying about, um, yeah, so they, they tore the statue down in the river. And then the next week, you know, certain people are saying, well, yeah, we need to get rid of more of these statues. And um, then what you had on Twitter was a lot of photos of of people surrounding their statues in their local town, you know. Uh, and for one that got criticized was the uh, Robert Baden Powell, the guy who formed the Scouts. Um so obviously worldwide known, you know, like uh, the Boy Scouts. that he was said the Boy Scouts, yeah, exactly. So he founded the Boy Scout movement, and he's uh, people were pointing fingers at him being a bit um, of a Nazi sympathizer, maybe, mm. um, you know, as was the style at the time, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so people, so there was one statue of him uh, in a place called, I think it was Portsmouth, maybe I don't know, somewhere in the south coast. And there was all these guy, people standing around and they're all wearing track suits and they're you know, clearly a little bit drunk and very kind of, you know, this is summer. So <laughs> was it summer? Or was it last summer? I can't remember, but they, they're all very pink anyway. There's very pink people. Oh, and okay. uh, they they started to get the nickname Gammon. Gammon is like a kind of cheap um, thick cut ham slash bacon that you eat hot uh, with chips and egg. It's a very simple British meal okay i understood i remember my mum was upset i like, hey, called them gammon it's not fair and i said well they look like gammon like what, what, can, what can you say <laughs> um but yeah what was my i'm losing my point on that one but um
0: well how, i was how, saying yeah
1: so that's like i feel different from those people but i felt different from those people anyway
0: how do you feel different from even your left-leaning uni educated people
1: I feel like that is more of a um, you just get a separate uh, view of a country, don't you? When, when you're left mm. with uni educated, right, there's a big generalization. You're probably going to take a stance on um, xenophobia, immigration, uh, racial issues, things like that. Right. Which is fair enough and absolutely should be done. But then you go and live abroad. Right. And you get an idea of what it's like. To live in another country, and especially in Japan, where it's quite different, and as a person, you, as a white person, you've experienced your first ever kind of uh, taste of a um, little bit of discrimination, a light discrimination, you know, um, and and you uh, understand what it's like to again, aside from that, be illiterate in a mm-hmm. country, word, uh, yeah. you 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 can't read, you can't write, you know, you can't speak, and and you start to you just gain that little bit of of you know a a perspective of of, okay this is what it's like to to live in a a slightly different community and when you're like i was saying when you're in an expat community your one choice is obviously try and make friends with the locals fine that's hard but you've got to do a lot of cultural digging or you you gravitate to the expats and you see who's around but your pool of possible friends in that is way smaller than it would be in your own country right yeah So you've got you're not choosing from everyone you're choosing from a a small group yeah yeah and 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 you're just kind of you're forced into this and that and plus you know usually you're not 18 or or 20 like you would be when you're meeting new people you're in 25 or 30. I was 30 when I moved to Japan, mm-hmm. just just before I was 30. So making friends, a whole bunch of friends at that age is, um, is interesting. But
0: yeah, I was um. You re-
1: Sorry, go on. Yeah,
0: I I was just scrolling through some uh, mega late stuff recently, and I I uh, came on this video I made using your uh, stand up that you shot. Oh yeah. The uh, English teacher joke.
1: Which Was that I'm... from when we did the most recent one before I left? At and you made it as a promo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that would be from my kind of forty-five minutes that I recorded. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, I'm not gonna retell the joke, but just you know, the dynamics of foreigners, specifically, you know, English teachers meeting in Japan. And it uh, not only was it still hilarious, but it's just like so true of like the corral we're kind of forced into. Yeah. And I guess that's any industry that you work in. Like I know my friends who were uh, recruiters out there, headhunters. Oh, yeah. They maybe they didn't the mold exactly of a headhunter but whenever i'd hang out with them and their headhunter friends who were also all you know just recruiters i'd be like oh okay i can see you guys got your own thing going on over here
1: yeah i experienced that a few times yeah i had i had a few friends in the in the game yeah Um, what's that yeah it was uh i was just think. i was just gonna say it's like it felt alien to me uh as I felt that the, the, the dynamics I got were, were a thing of expats in Japan, but actually they, they were enacting a very similar kind of dynamic to mm-hmm. what headhunters or recruiters or those type of, of people, those type of professions would do anywhere, I feel like.
0: True. I, I guess that's true. You, you only know what you know, right? Like headhunters yeah. in Japan, whatever, whatever.
1: There's just this thing about people who work in sales, isn't there? So there's people who are on commission. Hmm. Why, why do people who are on commission have to wear a jacket and trousers that don't match, right, <laughs> on purpose? And they in, and they insist on using products in their hair, and that it must have at least three different angles. Why, why is that? <laughs> they insist yeah. on it, and and there's got to be bottle service of some kind, you know. I, I don't understand it.
0: It really reminds yeah. me of um when I spent a little bit of time in Hong Kong and there's just so many fucking bankers oh, man. there and it's just like Yeah. You guys are fun sometimes, but man, yeah. I I hate everything
1: about this pretty much. <laughs> I felt the same way with Hong Kong man. Uh, Absolutely. Oh
0: yeah, you um you went over there a couple of times for comedy, right?
1: I did, yeah. I did. You know what? I wanna um,
0: um Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No,
1: please do cuz otherwise I'll just talk.
0: No, I was just I was going to say we're talking about um our like circles that you end up in in Tokyo. And you know, having left and doing my reflecting like I I I realize like that last year or so or the last half year, maybe a year or so, like I was really starting to uh, get tired of my routine. Right. Especially work routine, but also a little Mm -hmm. bit of, you know, we, like you and I, we were in a social circle of people that did events or knew about, you know, DJ stuff, nightlife kind of things going on which was a lot of fun met a lot of good people still friends with a lot of people but i don't know after about five years of that i was kind of burnt i looking at it now i think i was starting to get burnt out a bit
1: so is that something that's come more with hindsight or did you did you know it at the time or were you denying it were you in denial
0: at the time i was Focusing on my work, my job. Right. I was like, if I change my job, then things will improve. Which okay was kind of true and might have been true. But I, I don't think I had the whole picture. I didn't grasp
1: everything. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, I really liked my apartment. And I do miss my apartment, especially the location. But
1: I miss my apartment, too.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I was living in a room, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's tougher than I live in. I live in a house now, and I'm essentially living in a room because although I spend time in the living room, um, I can't really, like, I can only sit and really sit and watch TV and there and write and there and stuff. I can use it, and I do use it, but, like, I've got to have all my music stuff in here, or my, my cameras and my books and all my shit is in this room, and it's tiny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard. Like, I'm trying to shoot these videos and stuff, and I do my kind of videos of me playing little songs and stuff. And uh, it's hard to get like angles that don't have some like really conspicuous, shitty piece of furniture in there. You know what I mean? I'm trying to hide the fact that I live in like poor circumstances, basically, but like, it's really hard to get the angles uh, right. So, like, I I do, I, I was kind of in a box when I was in Tokyo too. It was a big box, but it was still mostly a box. But it was nice just to have complete control of that box. True. Very true. But I think I think I might be able to get my own place here. Um, just, you know, just about jumping into it, really.
0: Yeah, what if... Uh, um, what, what's been going on? I know you uh, said you... Are getting more into integrating music into your comedy
1: yeah well, so last time last time we spoke you know I was still you know I was doing stand-up like I said I like you said I just finished um, I just got the edit of that uh, 45-minute stand-up set I did in Tokyo and I've been putting that online and um, uh, I my plan was you know come back to England start doing stand up here you know I use that clip to get some gigs it looks good and uh, Mm.
2: I'll
1: just start building it up from here and the idea was to to try and go professional over a period of however long it took you know until I either achieved that or realized that that was not going to happen so uh, obviously after a couple of months uh, I got some gigs got some paid gigs I was here in Manchester where it's got quite a good scene there's a lot of satellite towns and, and other cities nearby so lots of opportunities but you know covid ended that so i sat down in my house and you know i was working from home and you know just thinking okay what's what am i gonna do and and uh there was a lot of meditation and a lot of like working on myself and trying to work out Mm -hmm. like what get my my learning how to like run my own life rather than run my own day rather than like you said letting my routine run run my day for me because in japan it was up in the morning go to work at the school you know and then i'm doing a couple of extra lessons afterwards and then i'm going home to get ready for a show and then i'm doing a show and then you know that was my life you know it was non-stop yeah always riding around and then dj sets and always then going out
0: with, and with people
1: yeah always running and gunning and, and moving around and, and not, not stopping. And then when, once I was stopped here, it was like, okay, nobody's expecting me anywhere other than a couple of hours a day in front of the computer to work. So I have to learn to actually self-motivate. And I told you, you know, I, I got Ableton. I, I, I finally, I've been a musician since I was a kid and I've been meaning to start production since I was very young and now finally I've actually, you know, started doing it and making some stuff and yeah so i thought i'm i'm, I'm frozen here and, and i think well stand-up is great right and i love stand-up but there's so many people doing it now and i know i'm not going to be the very best stand-up comedian in the world right i i know i know that i i just know i'm not i don't quite have what it takes to be the very best like comedian like bill burr or whatever right i i'm just not as funny as he is but what have I done? Well, I've been making songs my whole life. I've been doing all this other stuff. Time to put that to the, to to into it. So you know, I have got some bits and bobs, and now I have a setup where I live loop beats and and I you know loop and layer um, some stuff uh, like you know vocals and. But it's overtly silly and funny and and you know I rap. My rapping is like you know it's freestyle it's off the top of the dome very obviously
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um you know that's all right and it's silly and uh, and you know i i don't look like i should be rapping but i i am and uh it's dumb and it makes me laugh and that's a really good place to be in to be like well, okay this is making me laugh this feels very much like me I can do it live. I did five nights in Brighton recently. There was some like a period of time where there were shows going on in the UK between kind of August, September, October, Ah, and I managed to, yeah, I managed to do a few shows at that. So you moved it into the 3D space. Yeah, basically uh, I did. Like I, I combined the stand-up stuff I'd already been writing, I'd already written when I left Tokyo, and I'd been kind of going over here for a few months. I combined that with some ideas that I've I generated for kind of musical based things, put it all together. And I've got an hour of an hour show. So and the show is good, but it's like what it needs now is to be done like a lot in front of different audiences and like refined. Uh, so I'm just waiting for the chance to do that, really.
0: OK, word. I mean, that's great to hear, man. Uh, for many reasons it's it's good to hear that you're continuing your pursuits it's good that y- you're you know healthy and uh, able to sustain yourself and most important to me it's good that you took that some time at least for some kind of reflection or meditation like you said and have been able to yeah. improve in ways that you felt were good for you and now you've got some work to show for it that's awesome
1: thanks man no i mean that means a lot and especially as someone uh, you, know, you you have been all... around there for it's all for, right i didn't mean for... to cut
0: you off again but uh no, go i just no, remember go what ahead. i wanted but... to say um <laughs> that's right. go ahead uh how how long have you been sober now
1: um i have been sober since april the 20th 2018 so it's two years and seven months or so
0: yeah man uh big ups to that too
1: yeah thanks man yeah i mean i wouldn't have been able to do any of it really i think if i was still drinking i'd still be in tokyo and i'd still be in that loop do you know what i mean and Mm. chances are like i wouldn't be dead or anything but i would not be like we're talking about honesty earlier and it's like well I'd still be lying to people saying I was okay or or that uh, I would still be hiding, you know, how much I'm drinking or uh, lying to women and like doing all that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that was a difficult way to live, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For me. And that's just me. Like, I'm not saying that that's what happens to everyone who drinks by any means. Like, that's that's not the same thing for everyone. But that was the way it was for me. And then, you know, thanks to you know, or the people who helped me to, to get sober, like, um, I managed to come back, you know, coming back to England and like being honest enough to say, okay, you deserve to give this a try properly to mm. really try to do this thing that you've been wanting to do your whole life to like be creative and try and make a living out of that. You deserve Alex to enjoy that and to try that rather than always thinking you're not good enough. And like, you've got to have a, another job. You've got to, you know do you just do it as a side thing um that was a that was a big part of was being just honest to myself and now i'm able to be a bit more honest creatively with what i do so i can say well maybe being just a straight up stand-up isn't the thing and i was when i came back to england i was so gung-ho like i'm gonna get gigs i'm gonna get i was just straight into it and i'm in in november and i'm like december i'm like i can't get enough gigs and people aren't booking me and uh i i haven't met enough people and and blah blah, blah. And People are like you've just been back like one month It's us calm the fuck down man like mm-hmm. what i'm trying to be in the next place you know i, I I'm, I'm trying to run ahead and then suddenly this thing happens which forces me to go like no <laughs> just yeah. stop it yeah slow yeah. down and, and and that's how i got the chance to do that so and and in the in the grand scheme of things, in the rest of the world, it's very 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 small, right? Uh, and you know, I am just a, a tiny tiny fragment in this world. But for me, it's it's nice to be able to be yeah okay. I'm doing what I want to do to some degree.
0: I've heard uh, I've heard that same sentiment a lot from people who, you know, I've been doing a couple of these talks, and especially when I talk to creative people who are kind of in charge of their own success as far as their output or, you know, how much yeah. they create, a lot of hustling is involved, right? And oh, a yeah. lot of these people are like, yeah, this whole thing has really made me, you know, stop for the first time in a while. Cause like we said, even though we weren't necessarily professionals doing it, but a lot of our mm. lives were, you know, running, like almost literally running from one place to the next just like to live and enjoy your life and the slowdown was uh, 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 a chance to you know get a breather and like I did really reflect on that life and what it was and what it meant and what was important and so on and so forth
1: so for you how how are things looking for you now like well i don't really know about uh your obviously you you were in like you said in that loop of that routine of the work and the and the partying and the djing and stuff or alongside myself and uh, bumping around that same scene what about now well, how do things look for you
0: Oh man. Um I I really had to uh it readjust to not trying to do everything at once and I still kind mm. of fall into that. Um I'm I'm not working as much as I did. So I have a lot more time but even mm-hmm. even still i i feel like i i try to do too many things like i i still have that habit of okay i i can do this for a couple hours and i can do this and then i can also do this and there just aren't enough hours in the day to try to squeeze everything into it and i'm trying to do it all i feel we in one location instead of you know spread out over a fucking metropolis yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've also tried to recenter on my original passion of just uh, you know, musical output. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to focus on. But Does that mean
1: making making tunes of your own or? or yeah, like... exactly. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm cool. still so you're I'm still now. um
0: trying to. Keep my DJing from becoming shit. Uh, I'm actually gonna start streaming pretty soon.
1: Oh, nice. But
0: yeah, the main focus is my own creative uh, creations. That's, that's we should not do how a tune together. To say it, but it was crap. Uh,
1: you remember that mixtape I proposed to you? Yes, I do remember the mixtape you pro- proposed to me. Only just re-remembering it now.
0: Yeah. I uh, I was thinking about that when you said you were getting back into music.
1: Yeah, man, we should do we should do something. Let's talk about how because I I I'm, I I haven't done that yet, like exchanging stuff with with someone
0: collaboration. But
1: like, yeah, like just you know, in terms of the technical side, like uh, you know, what where do you start with sending bits? Like who who starts? Like mm-hmm. what do you do? Just make a little loop and send it, or do you like make the whole uh? It's the basis of the song and then you kind of build on top of that like yeah fair but point. i bang up for it man i'm really up for it yeah yeah i haven't
0: done it in a while
1: but yeah you know you want to know what i've been making recently like i've got to finish today kids kids music i've been doing like a am starting a kids music like youtube channel with some friends okay so that's gonna be interesting like, the the like vibe original is like songs? yeah original songs Um, like trying to make it so obviously kid friendly and like super fun, but like kind of good quality music. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's all me production wise doing it, including the vocals. So like the quality is questionable, but like in terms of the amount of thought that's going into it. So I I think with kids music, it's like you got to be with anything made, made for kids. The best kid stuff is always, some uh, where the creator has thought they're not trying to look down on uh, uh, to the kids right Hmm. like like a pixar film or like a dreamworks film like the best ones of those are always when they're not looking down on on kids they're kind of like giving them something that's like good quality and not trying to fob them off with shit just because they're kids so that's been kind of fun but Man. certainly after a while of listening to it, you're like, I need to do some real music now.
0: <laughs> I would imagine deceptively hard to do, make kids music.
1: Yeah, kind of. You're you kind of hemmed in on certain things. There's limitations, which in a way is good, but um, also it's there's a specific, like you know that it's got to sound a certain way and it, it, it's got to grab their attention in the right way
0: yeah uh i'm sure there's numbers or you know streams stream streaming numbers that can come from that if it's uh oh well that's the idea
1: that's the idea it's not that much a passion project it's more of like it's just that chance to make some absolute fucking minting dollar
0: yeah yeah because there's nothing
1: there's there's no comparison right even between the most like the biggest youtube rabbit hole you could go down yeah as a, as a grown adult who has their own agency and can do whatever they want there's no comparison between that and how long a, a, a parent a busy parent can stick their kid in front of youtube like yes the, the, you could stick a kid in front of youtube all day non-stop as long as you feed the thing <laughs> and the thing can go to the toilet <laughs> like, other than that there's unlimited kids stuff that they will just stare at and I've seen it happen. I'm not a parent myself, but yeah. Um, the
0: um, Back when I was uh, teaching little kids, like the yeah. content that I would sometimes play is uh, the mind numbing amount. And then sometimes the mind numbing quality of it is astounding.
1: Well, most of it's just like churned out. You know nursery rhymes with blink and then um, they farm out this weird, creepy three D graphics yeah. from like um, <laughs> India <laughs> or, or Russia or, some or weird place. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So it's, uh, some like, uh, and it's always kind of really trippy, like pseudo Toy Story, like weird. Yeah,
0: there's um, there's weird there's weird parts on YouTube
1: definitely yeah kids youtube is a is a a strange place don't want to spend too much time there but um but yeah so like you know always irons in the fire basically um so i can definitely uh identify with you when you're talking about trying to do everything you know in the 24-hour period that's me it um but it's also like
0: i i wouldn't say i i uh i've had any goals set to like oh i want to make a kid song I've I've thought about, you know, the idea of maybe someday making a a, a kid song or writing a a book, you know, more aimed towards younger children or younger people in general, just like as an idea, because as uh, creatively, it's interesting in the same way as when I think about, you know, Christmas music. Mm. Like, when's the, what's the n- the latest good Christmas song that you know? Like, what's the newest good Christmas song? And, you know, I, yeah. I think there isn't an evergreen Christmas song that has come out since, you know, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. So whenever I hear, like, somebody who makes a Christmas song and it's, Original and at least somewhat this decent. I'm like, yo fucking hats off to you. That's uh, a hard thing to pull off
1: Yeah, I mean I made one a few years ago that's still around somewhere Online, uh, which I keep meaning to redo, I, you know, I keep thinking every summer I'm like I've got to redo that song get it ready like early and like actually you know release it because it is pretty good But it's just not that well put together the version I did and mm. um, but this new kids song that I'm doing, we've already done one for the channel. And this one is a Christmas song. Oh, okay. So,
0: well, there so it is. it's
1: obviously, it's not chart material, but you're right, man. Christmas songs. I love Christmas music um, in the terms of it being this kind of incredible subgenre of pop that is just uh, so evocative of a certain time and a certain feeling. And, you know, it... it you're right. It, there's been a loss of, of that because it's, I, I think what it is, is because it's, everyone's trying to almost can't get away with doing a Christmas song without being a parody. It's always self-aware. Mm-hmm. It's always ironic. And the beauty of Christmas is that it's not ironic. You know, it's a time for even the shadiest fucking critic and cynic to, to go, actually, I love my fellow person and, you know, goodwill to all. Yeah the same that's the beauty of christmas and christmas music reflects that right same way
0: with the um the kids songs like yeah or anything uh maybe like sincerity is such a big part of it like if um if if someone's just doing something for the cash grab or you know there's no heart in it you can usually tell
1: Oh, God, yeah. Like, uh, I'm so brazen now.
0: Like, the fucking, um, uh, the wiggles or whatever. The wiggles. The -hmm.
1: wiggles or, um,
0: uh, yo, gabba, gabba, whatever you want to choose. Yeah, yo, gabba, gabba was fantastic. Like, a lot of that shit has heart in it. So it's good, even as, you know, a grown ass man, uh, dancing around being a clown to it. It's enjoyable.
1: Yeah it's it's interesting how you know what i even to go this far i love sesame street huge fan of sesame street and i love the heart of it and the quality and and the musical quality but not exactly sesame street but when i got a bit older my father right not uh, my father's great he's, he's still alive my parents are still together He's a, he's a good guy but he's very much of his generation in that he's not a big emotional person you know he's not necessarily going to be saying i love you and like that kind of thing right Mm -hmm. now not to say that this has damaged me or anything but like it's um my dad showed his uh affection for his children for his two sons myself and my brother by joining in with stuff that we liked Mm -hmm. and he would cartoons were one of those things so it was like Spider-Man cartoon, the Batman cartoon, Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, like my if my dad saw something that he saw quality in, he would hitch his mask to that and get really into it, and that's how he would kind of spend time with me and my brother. Okay. Um so that was his thing and he wasn't like into sports or anything like that. So that was his way of kind of going you know i'm with you i'm interested and I, i'm interested in what, what you guys are interested in um without having to overtly admit that <laughs> he, mm. would, he could he could kind of go and his thing was always is it quality and if you look at that batman cartoon and and the uh, animaniacs and tiny tunes those those cartoons were quality yeah. and you know well done and had a really great team of writers and great animation so I get it now. I, I understand uh, that's what he was going for. It's not as much kid stuff as like, yo, Gabba Gabba and that kind of thing. But I mean, I imagine that, you know, that's the kind of thing that there is a difference there, right? You could, a, a parent can join in with Sesame Street and not feel like an idiot and not be like, fuck's sake.
0: Stupid. Right, exactly.
1: Um, so yeah, there's, there's value in that. And it's again, it's honesty. It's honesty. It's like the creepiest thing, right, in the world is an adult pretending to like a kid for the sake of something, right? Whatever that reason might be. For either if it's just to be friends with their friends' kids and just to treat their friends' kids nicely, even though they secretly don't like kids and kids make them uncomfortable, or if it's for some, like, horrible, sinister reason that I won't go into. But there's nothing creepier than that, right?
0: Wait, what's...
1: What... So i'm thinking in terms of like media for people you're talking about media for kids right something like sesame street yo gabba gabba there's heart there's honesty in Mm -hmm. those things certain other things maybe uh that are made for kids there's not so much honesty in it it's it's not there for 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 the right reason and it's the same for example with like social media stuff now like you can see when people are making good content on social media that's funny right um And there's people who are just doing things because it's grabbing on to the latest hashtags they don't really want to do that thing they don't really have a feeling about it there's no like oh i love i need to remix this track because i really like it or i need to make a joke about this thing because i really like it it's just there to grab onto the to the wave and i'm guilty of it and i wish i could do it more i'd probably get more likes but it's it's definitely again back onto that theme of like is it honest or not well no
0: yeah it can be it can be both like like you said you you're honest about what you're doing and uh, other people you know have a facade or a front that they put on like oh no i i really am like this this is just how i am i just so happen to be a part of the wave
1: yeah 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 i mean I've, i i have no idea how people do There are people who do just happen to be part of the wave. Yeah, that's true. I'm jealous of those people. Always.
0: Like, have you ever met someone who's uh, genuinely just like, you know, a nice, happy, positive person? In general? Yeah, just, you know, just somebody who is actually walking the walk of, you know, being almost like a Rick Rubin kind of, oh, yeah, man, just, you know, life, it is what it is, you know. Okay, sarah, sarah. i
1: have met some people who've seen that way yeah i don't know if they're secretly really working hard to like pretend to be that mm. yeah, i've always it, had that question
0: yeah i always you know and i usually tell them i'm like man you're like a unicorn it's a, uh, it's great to be yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a creative and productive person who's actually seems sane and, and normal right
0: right exactly
1: my friend jack's like that but he's he's a drummer and like i feel like he doesn't take the great weight of what his band does even though he is cutting on the songwriting and they all kind of write the songs and stuff i feel like drummers and, and things in rock bands can can certainly shift a lot of the uh, the pressure hmm. onto their singers and 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 people who are a bit more forward although he's kind of the second most forward member of the band in terms of uh publicity kind of thing.
0: Okay. Yo, how are um how are your creative people doing out there right now? Are you guys back you mean, on lockdown?
1: So, yeah, right now the whole of the UK is on a national lockdown which is like um like the pubs and bars are shut, restaurants are shut except for takeaway and the shops only essential shops are open so um yeah supermarkets and and kind of things like that um we are going out of that next thursday or next wednesday second of december i think um or yeah so just in a few days up. yeah 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 this week coming up so wednesday i think and uh, basically that means that uh after that, it's complicated because what we have now in the UK, this started before this current lockdown that, that began about three weeks ago. What we have now is a tier system. There's tier one, two and three. Tier three is the most seriously affected areas of COVID. So actually Manchester, where I am in the northwest of England is part of tier three. Um, there's tier two and tier one. So tier one is the least affected. Um, I believe London is tier two and uh, quite a few other areas north of London are tier two and tier one is like quite a lot of the southwest where it's not so affected
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, in terms of the number of deaths and the rate of infection. So that is very complicated because then you end up with all these different rules. So people in tier one can go for a meal, but uh, no, p- people in tier one can go for a drink. People in Tier 2 have to have a meal, a substantial meal, a full meal with their drink in order to go to the pub. And Tier 3, I think that we can't go for a drink or or anything. So, <laughs> yeah, there's. it doesn't look like there's going to be any comedy gigs until next year. Um, you know, there's some special dispensation for Christmas in terms of family get-togethers. You can have a certain special number of people until uh, maybe... Um, yeah between like the 23rd and the beginning of next year but like yeah it's pretty bad man so it's it's hard like i've got a friend who's a theater director in the west end and he does a show there and like you know he was gearing up to get started in this november beginning of november to do to open the show again for the first time since march and then you know the lockdown started and now god knows what he's going to be able to do now right and they're only able to open because of like uh you know big grants and stuff because those theaters in london the rent is just like the, the cost of opening a theater like that every day there's thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds so to not fill it up with people you know you're not making even near amount, enough money yeah so the creative industry is so screwed and you know there's been all this shit here about people getting upset because the government want them to retrain and you know we retrain in cybersecurity cyber security and all these kind of new new um uh, jobs it's just everyone's taking personal offense because it's like we we trained our whole lives to do these jobs you know to, to work in be an actor or be a musician or be a comedian like don't tell me retrain because mm. of a virus like fuck you (laughs) you know that's the vibe right now there's a lot of fuck you going around basically here i don't know what it's like in the states i feel like there's always been a lot of fuck you in the states when it comes to this this thing
0: yeah you know that uh american independent spirit has been on Mm. full display during this whole thing and it's 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 real zany when you know you look at the country in a segmented kind of way because it's so fucking big and everybody's fucking different and Mm. you know some places are operating like there's nothing going on and some places are you know same kind of system that you described and yeah yeah like uh creative people i guess are in a bind like I, i don't know many people in the states um who are, uh, in that field to know any details, but, uh, at least here in Georgia, like things are open, but like the kind of events that I would, um, participate in, I, I don't think yeah. they're really going on. Like I-, I, hear about, you know, uh, such and such celebrity or rappers having their birthday party at the big club and i i guess those kinds of things are still happening but who the fuck wants to yeah. go to that
1: well that's the thing i've wondered about clubs is like i would kind of love to go to a club and dance man like i'd love that but at the same time like that's how you, you get can't the really relax yeah rona's gonna be next to you dancing with you for grinding sure. up on you
0: yeah, it's all um, taking that virus risk assessment and risk mitigation. How much of that you want to do?
1: Well, you mean in terms of um, every time you go out, or like in terms of actually like putting on an event?
0: Well, I mean in the states, since you know some places are open, you could yeah do what you feel. It's really um, on your own. Uh, personal judgment like how right how much do you want to go out uh how much uh of a chance are you willing to take that you might get corona and you'll be fine or you won't get corona or you won't so- show any symptoms but you might pass it to somebody who will f- die
1: it's interesting in a way to me i i i I'll, I'll go deep here i'm gonna do a deep so so strap in get ready um go deep for a couple of reasons first of all this virus uh, affects mostly old people right and i think that's an interesting moral quandary because for a start we're in a we're in a society where we're getting older and older we we, we want to keep people alive as long as possible mm-hmm. but we're yet to really respect elderly people and we're yet to really provide uh, the proper life to people who are getting older, right? Um, True. And we still celebrate youth, right, as a, a, in terms of especially Western countries where this has been the most effective, uh, this virus has, has affected most people. So it's a real moral question of like, well, if we've got the choice of what we do, we know that at the end of the day, I know that I'm probably going to be all right if I go out there. Even if I catch it, I'm probably going to be all right, but I might kill some old people, Right.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the question is do i give a shit or not like Mm -hmm. (laughs) is this is that the is that something that i want on my head can i live with that or not and that's for a start quite interesting moral quandary in terms of what we do as a nation is like do we just let those old people die do we let nature take its course and i don't mean that to be that's what i think it should be essentially at the end of the day that's what would happen if we were basic and we didn't understand this virus to the level we do right we were a primitive civilization where well, we kind of are primitive in a way but secondly in terms of your agency what you do with it we're already before this virus we're already in a world in the states and here and in Europe where the the polarization between left and right wing politics is at an all time high I'd say right yeah. unless maybe not counting the World War II and the Cold War kind of type period and Pretty it's close boiled on, down right. essentially to a case of okay, right-wing people want to be able to make their own decisions and take their own responsibility, left-wing people want the government to take responsibility. It's to a very oversimplified way, right? Sure. And now, in a way, we're given away a, a, a position where, okay, in one some places, the government are, are, are putting controls on the country and they're saying, okay, you've got to stay at home and, and, and therefore, whatever happens in those countries, for example, the UK, will essentially come down to the government's... If it's a success or a failure, it will go down to the government. But if the state keeps going the way it is, where, you, like you say, you make your own choices, basically, that will go down to essentially a right-wing out, outlet of we will we'll let it go as it is, herd immunity. Everybody's just going to look after themselves. It's, it's, such, it's so funny that at this time that comes along, that kind of quandary, that kind of problem, where it's like, which side of this of this debate is going to win out when it comes to the virus? Do, do am I am I making sense there, or is that like a? I guess there's no conclusion to it, but it's just interesting.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's an unfortunate real life test of political mm. ideals, which generally yeah. people argue in some kind of. Thought space where hypotheticals, you know, are abound yeah. and fly around. But now there's, like, real stakes to it. Like uh, when people, you know, say, oh, I don't like to talk about politics or you shouldn't dismiss someone because of, you know, what political side they take left, right, or yeah. however far away from the center they are. But, you know, these things are real. Like, people's lives are affected by politics who gets voted into a position or office or whatever and it's never been more apparent here in america than you know it's uh what almost december so eight nine months going on at least in america um people have gotten well the people at large have gotten uh one stimulus check of one thousand two hundred dollars you know divide that by however many days are in nine months and that's all the government has you know given them and some people can't go to work really or you you know they've been laid off and all these kinds of hardships and there's all these numbers about people struggling to eat or um, maybe getting Everything. evicted but yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff
1: and mental health suicide alcoholism drug deaths like
0: so much unspoken unknown stuff also yeah exactly yeah and you know people are arguing about getting a haircut
1: yeah it's uh have you had a haircut (laughs) i haven't i haven't had a haircut man I have not had a haircut since the begin. I got one just before the lockdown, but I have not had a haircut since it is long.
0: Well, man, I I haven't cut my hair since 2015.
1: So <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, your your hair uh, is has a life of its own. Uh,
0: but not, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, I'm lucky enough to work from home when I am working, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to. Uh, really go out unless i want to but i i feel like if i was still in tokyo i would be a little bit more irresponsible like i would have more of an itch to get into some shit and granted it's a lot safer there and the risk is a lot lower but you know i've thought about how my uh my um my my present lo- location where I'm located has affected my uh my uh circumstances or my desires per se
1: do you regret coming do you, do you miss it that's two questions I guess but I think do if, you miss
0: if life was normal I would be a lot less you know um fine about it than I am you know, if yeah. if the pandemic hadn't happened, maybe I wouldn't have had that moment of reflection or it wouldn't have gone down the way it did. And I wouldn't be uh, as uh, motivated as I am. And, yeah. you know, there'd be a lot of FOMO. There'd be so much FOMO. I mean, it'd be 2020. The Olympics would have happened. Everybody would have been having a fucking great time. Yeah. Uh, probably would have felt really bad. But with things the way they are now, I'm just kind of like, well... I, I better get ready for next year yeah and uh try to make this thing happen um I I think if I was still in Tokyo as things are now I would not be having a good time I think I would be really mad that I was in
1: uh, Tokyo just I wonder I I'm not sure about that I mean I I, I miss Tokyo at the moment but I might just miss the excitement you know and, and at the end of the day in tokyo although it was pedestrian in its own way because we lived there there was still quite regularly i still got the vibe that like oh i'm in uh, you know i'm basically on vacation in a way you know i'm wondering if you get a chance to wander around on a on a kind of cool autumn day and the sun's nice and the sky's blue and you know you're wandering around tokyo it's, it's still pretty magical so well, I guess I missed that, which I could essentially get in any country that wasn't here, basically. Well, Just the I'm, excitement of being abroad.
0: I'm, I'm thinking about my situation personally, like how I yeah. was living my life, and how I've seen things turned out. Like uh, my social life, my, uh, my uh, nightlife, basically outside of work was supporting me through having to go through work and grinding during the morning and the daytime but yeah for the past however many months you know there's been no speakeasy the place where i used to hold my regular event they shut down for a while and they're not doing Mm -hmm. events anymore actually the couple of places where i did events they're not really doing events right now disco
1: dio hasn't happened since i left you know what i mean
0: like, yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, I know Berlin is going on, but I don't know if the Hangout is happening or any of the things I regularly attend. The Hangout
1: would be the worst fucking COVID trap ever.
0: You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can go out and get a drink somewhere, but I know it's not the same. Like, I've heard people tell me it's not the same right now. And uh, the only people in Tokyo are the people who were there. Like, there's nobody coming into Japan. Like, there's none of that, you know, fresh exchange of energy or actual faces. So, the whole that's true. That was important, actually. Yeah, I, I feel I would feel weird if I was there, I would feel that it was different. Yeah, and you know, I'm I wasn't married, I didn't have any kids. I don't really have any attachment to Japan besides my interest in Japan. And uh, that's something I can hold on to and reignite whenever I decide to go back there. I don't have you to You can be a, be a weeb there.
1: Fr- from anywhere, mate. You can weeb out from any country. Are <laughs> 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 there quite a lot they of other should. weebs in Atlanta as well? I feel like there's a lot more weebs these days.
0: Oh, man. Atlanta's like a black weeb central well probably not Perhaps it is California. isn't it like
1: quite but, a lot of people uh, I mean, uh, who I, I i knew from from atlanta it seems like there's a lot of that
0: we've got uh, at least two major cons down here uh oh, dragon really? con and um there might be three dragon con and momo con are the two i'm thinking of right now
1: i'm definitely want to go to atlanta when i get i i've never been to the south um except for florida which do- doesn't count obviously but um, parts of it yeah 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 i've only been to south florida really um so um it definitely doesn't count but um you will love it man i yeah no i'm gonna what you know i'm dating an american now oh okay she came here for um for a few months and you know i don't know what's gonna happen like next year obviously but i I would like to get over there for an extended amount of time you know if i can have myself so that i'm still making money a location independent um and she's washington dc so it's kind of you know south adjacent in a way
0: yeah it's not too far up
1: it's not too far and i definitely would rent a car and just get yeah, around uh, i can tell you around would, the area.
0: you would definitely dig nashville and atlanta also i mean there's yeah atlanta in so. particular is just you have to know where to look for it or where to find it but everything's here pretty
1: much well you will be my my gateway sir <laughs> whether you like it or not I'm, I'm knocking on your door don't you can't get away
0: yeah, I'm excited for when the city is actually back and worth being yeah. in inside of.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be great.
0: Yeah. I uh I'm also trying to figure out um that location independent of having finances things so I can be wherever the fuck I wanna be yeah let's do it let's yeah, uh, let's uh get this song going and uh get those streaming numbers <laughs> that's it that's it man that's gonna be our ticket forget
1: forget working <laughs> let's get this mixtape going yeah blow SoundCloud card up
0: let's just sample will Smith I feel like that's the way to go
1: that's definitely an idea mate that's definitely a starting point a will Smith sample <laughs> all right okay then that's that'll be our homework. find some will smith samples (laughs) and that will will, we'll start that off Uh... make a little google doc with some will smith samples and (laughs) uh bang (laughs) yes
0: this is the genesis
1: problem with will smith samples though is they've probably got about six different other samples, other samples <laughs> in them so you end up having to pay the gap band and, and you know <laughs> you got to pay bloody the, the, i'm trying to think who it is now and um, who is uh it, it's chic chic organization
0: uh oh um the guy with the the dreads the long dreads
1: yeah nile rogers yeah so that's nile um rogers. he is the greatest dj with uh, which is actually well, yeah it's Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, isn't it? I think he's the greatest DJ. That's them. And then you've got um, what's the Men in Black is um, Forget Me Nots. Patrice, Patrice Russian. Russian Yeah. Yeah. And um, Wild Wild West is. Um...
0: Ah, what is Wild what's Wild, Wild West? West? Is West? Stevie
1: Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. That's right. Yeah, of course it is.
0: Mm. yeah it's uh you know a lot of the stuff i do is sample based and i'm just like man i'm never gonna make any money from this shit.
1: well yeah that's the thing putting out sample based stuff is tough unless you can disguise it enough that people don't know what it is that's the that's the trick
0: yeah oh well
1: it's just getting the and like just fucking layering effects on it uh loads of delays and filters and modulation and and just go okay you can never find it under these layers of like other stuff Mm. that's the trick
0: um I, i i think all in all this whole experience we've we're all going through is uh you know definitely have some terrible outcomes but uh, if you're lucky enough to survive then i i think there'll be some good takeaways at the end on the other side
1: i agree and you know surviving the line between surviving and thriving is is an interesting right line to ride you know
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, it can be very thin at times it can be it can be very thin and um every day i do have to and it's cheesy but every day i've got to wake up and be like all right i have got a job it's not the job i love or the job i want and it's not giving me the money i want but i've got it and i've i've got a partner in my life and i've got friends and i've got something to do every day so fuck it i can't complain really. you know yeah it's 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 well-worn but like what can you say it's it's true it's real Mm, yeah
0: earlier on i was like uh you know i hope people take this time to think about how life could be and maybe think about having some changes going on in the world as a whole instead of just returning to the status quo as soon as possible Mm. But now at this point, I'm just kind of like, I think the world is changed. Like that's done and dusted. Like uh, I don't think either way. Uh, there's no going back to exactly how we were.
1: No, it's it's weird, isn't it? It feels like you've baked a cake and you haven't opened the oven door yet. Hmm. You know, it's like you you're a, you maybe you've turned the heat heat off but you haven't opened the oven door yet. So you know that the cake is different from when you put it in the oven, mm. but you don't know whether it's risen, whether it's fallen, whether it's burned, whether it's underdone. Like It's like waiting to kind of pull the band-aid off and see if any healing has taken place or what the scar looks like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's how it feels to me because the effects of this are not, uh, uh, to me, they're not evident yet. Right. Really, except in in this immediate limbo that we're in, um, the 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 effects as they will leave the world will take a little bit more to show, right? So that's a weird position to be in, and also not knowing how long you have got till you open the oven door. <laughs> you know, when you're going to, you, you don't know if you're going to open it in five minutes or tomorrow. Yeah, very true. I love that oven door metaphor. <laughs> what a no one's done that one yet that is new right i don't care what your other guests said that is original
0: <laughs> oh fuck. well man on that note i'll add this
1: yeah on on that note i'll add this it, one one thing is when when you're in this scenario when you're in lockdown there's long gaps of nothing but yeah. occasionally you're essentially waiting for something like this to have a conversation with a friend who you haven't spent a long time or do something yeah and it it's much more appreciative of these things rather than, like you said earlier, doing 18 things a day and not appreciating them. Something like this talking to you is like, okay, this is w- much better to enjoy something like this and then have a wait, you know? And I mean, so that's, that's pretty good.
0: That's the secret conceit of these, anyway. I mean, technically, it's a part of the podcast and technically, yeah. I'm still contributing, but, you know, this is highly divergent from you know the original episodes or interviews that we did with you yeah and uh yeah it's it's been nice just to talk to my peoples and check up on them and seeing if we're all okay and you know bounce ideas off of each other and exchange energy it's a it's a so when it comes to the
1: the sitcom episode that that's the big reveal of your dishonesty (laughs) is that you actually tricked me into uh using my desperation for fame and attention to put me on a podcast you tricked me into just having a chat
0: maybe the real meditation was the uh pandemic uh realizations we had (laughs) along the way
1: absolutely i i you you've you've walked me into it and and i'm a better man now (laughs) carlton has grown (laughs)
0: <laughs> put that put that gun away
1: <laughs> i feel like janet hubert after uh, a 20 oh, year yeah. uh riff. that
0: was beautiful man i mean i feel really bad for her but
1: i do And I, I once she said that i was like okay i see i see now that does suck but i hope he but yeah man her it was great to talk some to
0: opportunities you. or will give her some opportunities
1: Hopefully we'll, she'll be Will's mom in every uh, <laughs> film that he makes from now on. <laughs> That's great. That's a great idea. <laughs> Absolutely. She's just, she has to, they have to hire Janet here yeah, with him. Yeah, it's like, she um, comes in, in the Will Smith package.
0: It's Independence Day 3. He's back from the dead. And just all of a sudden, oh, here's, <laughs> here's my Aunt Viv, just for no reason. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I, I, just spoiled
1: I, Independence Day too for me.
0: Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I wanted to say, um, I know you're, you know, you've got your uh, music aspirations, comedy, the uh, kids' channel, coming to America mm-hmm. to see your partner. Uh, yeah. Any any other 2021 goals?
1: Oh, not get fat uh, would hmm. be nice. Hmm. Um because I feel like I'm I might be crossing over to although I'm not actually fat I might be crossing over to a place where I have to actually work to stay slim so that's that's something and start wearing more suits you don't know this but I'm actually exquisitely dressed for this conversation right now uh and not not particularly because I thought it was going to be video but I literally just was like I need to go to the shop 10 minutes down the road and buy a pizza I'm gonna wear a suit and uh show i you. have i've i wore a tartan suit um three piece
0: oh damn
1: yeah i don't even know um, what tartan is tartan is the the scottish pattern where it's like greens and and lines and stuff vertical and horizontal lines of different thicknesses with you know greens reds and and stuff like that tartan you know tartan tartan's the pattern of the suit it's the tartan pattern i'm googling um, now you're googling tartan you are you are really uh you might want to cut this part out when you see what a tartan is
0: oh okay
1: yeah Yeah, it's tartan it's it's the kilt the kilt that's it the kilt stuff um so yeah wet 2021 dress sharper dress for to be the entertainer you want to be that's my new uh kind of outlook. i think hold on you're wearing a tartan suit i'm wearing a three-piece tartan suit mate
0: Yo, what kind of pizza did you get?
1: (laughs) This is a co-op Texas barbecue pizza that cost four pounds and went in the oven that I half-finished. I'll send you... I'm going to try and take a picture and send it to you for your reaction uh, while you're on the phone to me, if I can. I don't know if I'm able to do that. No, that's fine. Oh, is that
0: why you were like... Uh, lunch has defeated me. Did you fuck up your pizza?
1: I uh, what, what I did was I bought snacks to eat before I cooked the pizza, um, and I, I got Sound halfway through the pizza and was like, "I'm not gonna finish this. I'd I'd rather like talk to Corin now and then and then come back to the pizza. You know, revisit it cold. Uh, it's just there on the table right now, waiting for me. So. Hold on, I um, received a picture. Did you receive a picture? It's not very good. My phone is... Uh, okay, this is a shit. suit. It
0: this is, is a suit. Oh, it's not the red tartan, see. though. Oh, okay, this is... Okay. No,
1: it's like a dark green tartan.
0: I was about to say, man, you're outside looking like... I don't even know. A rug that used to be in my elementary school.
1: <laughs> but no, this is a nice suit. It's decent, isn't it? T- T.K. Max. This
0: is 3 Max.
1: T.K bp says that if you you can just about see a vest uh, a waistcoat just popping out uh, underneath the, the oh, lapel okay. there behind the the uh, the pop shield of the mic stand you can just about see it and obviously Fair got enough. the turtleneck there the white turtleneck underneath Oh, i didn't
0: see the turtleneck i was yes lost in your luscious locks
1: yeah there's a lot of hair too the hair has got really long it does tend to do that if left um, un, uncut. So yeah, that's the vibe, basically. That's cool, what man. I'm looking, looking like. Good. At Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
0: Now I'm just looking at different uh, patterns of fabric.
1: <laughs> mate, sometimes you gotta check out the pat, the patterns on the fabrics.
0: Like uh, houndstooth, I knew that one.
1: Houndstooth's a good one, and uh,
0: seersucker,
1: I'm familiar with. That's that one is like that's for me one of the words that like needs changing like some names of things have got to to change you know and this yeah like seersucker, uh, pussy willow, pussy willows the tree
0: yeah okay
1: uh, that can't still be called a pussy willow these days you know what I mean we live in a different <laughs> world now, is blue tits great tits all those are birds.
0: Oh shit, yeah, I had Anyone? no idea what you were talking about.
1: Rapeseed, that's another one. Is that called, ra- is that the name of it in America or is that just in England?
0: I don't know what that is.
1: It's like a type of um, uh, A crop that you can make like cooking oil and a few other things.
0: Oh, I don't think I've heard of that before.
1: Bright yellow one. Um, yeah, right. Canola, it's canola oil. Yeah, oh, rapeseed? In England, it's called rape.
0: You know what? It I think might be. Time. I
1: think it might be Britain has these things that like. <laughs> America was smart enough when it, in the changeover between like the Revolutionary War, they were like, right, this can't be called rape. You know, we need to just call it canola. That'd be pretty. That's cute.
0: No. Uh... I um. There's
1: nothing about it there.
0: I still catch myself saying uh, "sitting Indian style" every now and then, and I oh yeah, don't think we can do that. You know what? Um, you know what? I've heard that uh, "idiot" is becoming one of these words. You know, in the same way, yes, hy- hysterical, and you know, yes, maniac, yeah, like all these mm. words that you know used to be these. Uh, words therapists or these sci- psychologists doctors would ascribe to people, and they found their way into the common nomenclature just to describe somebody who's maybe acting a little ridiculous. Ridiculous might even be one of those words.
1: Oh yeah, well, ri- well, ridiculous means worthy of ridicule, doesn't it? So that's a bit more um, where where it should be, I think. But yeah, I was surprised to to see the idiot, moron. Yeah. and a few others were actually certain categorizations of people with different IQ levels and by different, I mean different varieties of low IQ. yeah, the low 50s they. Um, so I, yeah, when I found that out I was I was very surprised but it's true. there's a you're right and, and eventually those are going to go out. yeah.
0: And, and you know what? Um, if any if I've learned anything in this lockdown, it is that I, I really, really have a disdain for humanity, and especially the dumber parts of humanity. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna stop calling people stupid no matter what. That that'll be my hill that I die on. That's my, yeah, old man Clint Eastwood Corin line. Like, if you're dumb, you're dumb. That's 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 where I'm gonna be from here until I die.
1: Well, it, there needs to be still a cl- categorization, doesn't there? Otherwise, everyone becomes intelligent because of their own sort of special um, uh, uniqueness, um, and that's one particular way to go, isn't it? And, and then, in a way, your, your nightmare have come true. Nobody is dumb there, and everyone's got their special thing to contribute. Oh man! So man. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Let's keep let's keep some people dumb,
0: and some people are keep people stupid. Dumb.
1: Keep America stupid again. 2024 Let's 2024 baby Kanye <laughs> <Parnier.
0: laughs> Oh god. You know what? Uh I think we can turn it around. You know, America, England, the very uh what was it? Special relationship, unique relationship. The special relationship, the special yeah. Special relationship. You know, we we kind of, you know, we fucked around a little bit. You know, we had too much fun. 2012 yep. 2014 and then we we're like hey mm-hmm. let's let's try this for a second you know let's let's do some other stuff and then now you know reality the world kind of slapped us slapped us in the face and uh i think we're uh ready to you know go back like get rid of that you know we experimented we tested it and like ah, no thank you you know yeah let's turn it no around. i agree yeah
1: I think, you know, once you get past all that, uh, you know, the memory of Tony Blair and George Bush and the kind of uh, that time has gone in, in, in a little bit. Maybe, maybe you, I think it, I think it needs, you know, the, the truth is, right. it it has to be too, like, charismatic. I say charismatic in, in the kind of positive way yes. it needs to be too, like, classy leaders, you know. We, it would need to be another Obama level American leader and someone of that kind of ilk for UK politics. And UK politics has not had any shot at that, really. Um, so, you're telling me it would me have to be, Kanye you know, a pair of
0: and Harry Styles,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kanye and Harry Styles would be ideal for Ooh, that. Looks good you in know, the dress, people could get behind that. Or Benedict Cumberbatch, maybe. Um, he seems a little. Some. You know, the you same way. He's not got what it takes? This...
0: <laughs> <What'd> you saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, and he hasn't got it. What it takes. You're saying Sherlock Holmes can't be.
0: Well, uh, I was an saying. I was saying the same way I feel about dumb people is I feel the same way he would feel about like me, which makes me. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think he's just well-spoken. I don't think he's actually that clever okay. and trust me, I speak from experience when not all well-spoken people are uh, <laughs> as clever as they try and sound.
0: Hey, that's uh, uh, the late portion of the podcast. Basically, you just <laughs> that's the description.
1: Yeah, that's it. This is how this is how we do things. Oh, nice.
0: Well uh maybe I will cut it here.
1: Do you have if any you did, final words? I mean I think I've I think I've said everything I wanna say. You know, love love to all the crew and um everyone out there. Stay stay with it and uh keep doing what you're doing. Um that's that's all I could ever say, you know?
0: Fantastic. Alex, do you still go by sea dog?
1: you did uh, you know what you sent like, me I... that
0: message with what was it was it actually c spelled out with like a dog emoji i forget how you did it
1: oh well you know yeah you might have got if you got that you're, you're obviously special um <laughs> i certainly got nervous about using c dog because people started calling me out on it and then uh you know, it's crept back in a little bit now. I feel like it, it needs to live as a secret nickname that people can pick up if they want to. But, uh, you know, my public dealings will have to be under my, my birth name, my government name. But Sea um, Dog will, you know, can be an affectionate nickname. Fair To enough. be used as as and when by by others. Not foisted on them by me.
0: Uh good times, man. You're you're one of the yeah, best mate. people. It was
1: great. Oh mate, I feel the same way about you.
0: I'm glad you're uh thriving or sometimes thriving.
1: Yeah, man. It was good to catch up and, and, and get to know what you're doing and everything, you know. Uh, uh, I'm grateful, very grateful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh definitely continue to be in touch.
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: Word. Um well yeah hold on let me end the podcast this is how i end the podcast thanks for listening everybody okay good all right dunzo yo appreciate it man
1: you're welcome man that was good uh yeah i enjoyed it
0: yeah uh, i'm assuming you're gonna finish that pizza and continue to wear a suit maybe
1: I'm going to finish the pizza. I'm going to actually, you know, after what I said earlier about people making kind of, uh, uh, you know, insincere social media content, I'm going to go and make a Diaper Don song. <laughs> <As> I saw it <laughs> this morning on Twitter, was, Diaper Don was trending and people get loads of likes on Diaper Don. I was like, I'm going to make a song about Diaper Don, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I've got my little thing. I'm going to set up and film, and then uh, I've got to mix this Christmas song, this kids song. You know, I've got a. Uh, it's all recorded. I've got to mix it now, which is the part where you know. Oh, cool. Uh, the hard part for me. But, Ableton. Um, yes, I'm mixing Ableton. I do everything in Ableton at the moment. Mm. Um, but I, I'm limp I've just. I've only mixed a few things. Like I, I know the procedure roughly but how to quite get it sounding like a like a like a song should is is eluding me somewhat so i'm probably going to cane a couple of youtube videos and see if i can become an expert mixer within the next kind of couple of hours
0: man not not that i'm any kind of great engineer or anything but man it's it's so complicated i'm glad i I've already had at least a little bit of formal education on it, so I don't have to yeah. start, you know, completely from zero, as I do in other parts of music production.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, it was certainly from nothing, except, except the stuff I'd picked up from from engineers and, and reading stuff. But, yeah, a lot of it's been learned on the internet, like, the last six to nine months. So, um and the last couple I've done, I, I, I hear it on my speakers and I'm like, that sounds that sounds good. You know, it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And then I stick it on a, like, uh, I'll hear it through my phone, for example, after I've already sent it to someone or after it's already on a video or something. And, and, oh. and I, the, the, the vocal is like super loud and, and the track is not sound. You can't hear yeah. the rest of the instruments and it's all kick drum and vocal. And, and that is a tough one.
0: Yeah, I haven't mixed anything in a while, but yeah, like I used to just play stuff in the car or um, uh, whichever of my parents had the newest car, I would listen to it in there. But yeah, I can't imagine all the different points of contact you have to do now, like in your headphones, just the phone by itself, the laptop speakers by itself, on some good speakers, like so much shit.
1: That was one of the first lessons I learned about mixing because, you know, being in a band, I didn't do any of the mixing because we'd go and do it at a studio and the engineer would do it. But they're like, listen to this and come back to us with information, with feedback. And I was like 18. I didn't know what was going on. So all I knew was I had to listen to it on every CD player, you know, or like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: through a small speaker. And uh, I've just hooked up like um, a small little speaker to my to my setup so I can switch to that and listen
0: and also yeah or no well i was just gonna say and also these days uh your mix could sound like shit and that's absolutely fine i can't tell you (laughs) the amount of professional musicians who i pull up on spotify and i'm just like oh this bit rate is garbage and the mix is a bit crap but here's the stream congratulations
1: well yeah i mean a lot of it's because everybody does it themselves right <laughs> it's like
0: yeah fair enough
1: I, i'm probably guilty of it too it's like um people just doing it themselves like because they can and they don't want to spend the money right like um and it's all on youtube i mean I, I i should be sending it to someone to mix for me really right Um in fact you know what i might even ask my buddy if he if he might be able to do it because it's better because that's what people mixing engineers are for. <laughs> that's what that's what they're great at. You know,
0: um, I saw recently a uh, SoundCloud. It is It's SoundCloud. SoundCloud yeah. now has an option. Now I haven't done this to to even hear the outcome, but after you've uploaded your track, you can uh, click this. Other option that will master your track for you on SoundCloud. Yeah, I saw that. Which uh, sounds a bit horrifying.
1: I wonder. I mean, I wonder what it's like. Yeah, I might, mean, might have to do
0: a, a Pepsi challenge on that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, mastering is one of those strange things where there's not all that much to it, but like to do it and the only thing is it does require that very very sharp human ear right Mm -hmm. but i don't know whether that can that can be recreated digitally or or not i have nothing to really base it on other than this this ever-living idea that no it has to be a human ear that can do it right right i don't really know man
0: um i was uh looking at this dj uh software, and um, yeah. they have this um, plug-in, or I don't know, this add-on, where it will separate all the instruments for you oh, wow. and isolate them, but it does it wow. with an AI, you know, it's not like they got the stems, it just, you know, a computer does it. And I've, I've heard a couple of those things on the internet, maybe not the same exact one, and Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, it like pulled the fucking vocals off of this thing. We are like living in the future, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is wild, man. That I saw a video wild. of
0: a car driving and the headlights came off the car and flew in front of the car to light the way. They were fucking little drones. Dave Chappelle showed me that.
1: Dave Chappelle said, Dave Chappelle, but that. It was he on, just, like he was talking
0: about it. it on Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was.
1: Oh, really? I didn't. I, um, was that the one with he's on with Donnell Rawlings? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the last 30, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah.
1: I think I didn't watch the end of it. I should uh, catch up on that, really.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch all of Donnell's part. No, this to Donnell.
1: I, I tried to. I watched I watched a good amount of it, and I was like, how much Donnell am I going to have to deal with? Because he is like, <laughs> <laughs> he is particularly he is pretty, like, rambly. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty close
0: to uh, <laughs> how he was on Chappelle's show. Interest- he speaks uh, a bit of Korean, which is interesting. Donnell does. Yeah.
1: Interesting. He's a fascinating guy in a way.
0: Yeah, comedian. Man, I uh, I have an affinity for comedians. Good people in general, but a good person comedian is somebody who
1: I usually admire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think it if you care about it and and you are interested in what's funny then yeah there's a lot to be said for that um i think there's a lot of people doing comedy who are not that into that and they really just want the the end result Mm -hmm. i'm not sure which one i fall into i think i'm the former like i do care about what's funny and i do want to be that I do give a fuck about just making people laugh and getting into what's funny. I wish I'd come along earlier um, because I feel like I might be my ambition belies this kind of this other side of it too.
0: Yeah, um, you know, there's always your Rodney Dangerfields, your uh, not comedy, but your Charles Bukowski's, mm. you know later in life and uh these days if you know superstardom isn't your goal m- entertainment can be just a, a a middle class a way to provide yourself a middle class way of life yeah if you can achieve it do you, you know the guy um who makes actually uh You might be interested in this if you don't already know about it do you know about the guy who makes like all the different songs about anything on spotify or i guess any streaming thing have you heard of this guy what does he do so if you search on spotify do you have spotify
1: i actually i i mean i can use it but i don't have an account
0: he might be on Apple. his TV. title. I can't remember. But I know he's on Spotify. He has recorded like over 10,000 songs, I think. And there are songs about everything. Like he has... I, I stumbled upon him because I was searching for an artist. And somebody had made a song about this artist. And the band's name was called uh, Paparazzi. Paparazzi. Like, Papa, like, Dad. Papa, Rotsy, and the somethings. I forget. And then I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, I don't know, Lady Gaga, I Love You, or something like that. Then I was like, huh? And I, I looked at the artist, and he just had, like, tons of songs about celebrities. Like, Jennifer Aniston and Johnny Depp and blah, 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 blah. And he's done this for, like... Almost any category you can imagine, like uh, vegetables (laughs) or emotions. He has songs about poop, which are like his most popular songs. He has songs where he just sings somebody's name over and over again. He has songs about, you know, congratulations on your baby or your graduation
1: or getting divorced. So his his name is Matt Farley, is that right? And the band is Paparazzi and the Photogs. Well,
0: he has so many different group right names.
1: and here it's like one of many bands and it's like a, a theme yes exactly 20 songs a day and it's digitally distributed more than fourteen thousand in six years
0: now um i haven't listened to a lot of his stuff but um i recently watched a documentary about him and uh he's a fascinating guy man funny dude and you know he's, just and some out.
1: songs are the, aristocr- the aristocrats joke timothy chalamet is adored by all people because he's great bob ross paints so nice <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you poop slash pee your pants sometimes don't feel bad wow this is fascinating
0: yeah it's a it's a rabbit hole You imagine making 10 songs in a day? Fucking nuts.
1: I really need to hear they're all like one minute long.
0: Probably a lot of them.
1: I'll have to hear them. I'll have to listen to them. Um and understand what he's doing and now, because I need I now have to get my head into what his process is. Why I don't know, because I'm not gonna do that. But um
0: I'll uh I'll send you a link to this documentary I saw. Yeah, do it. The documentary is made by this guy who kind of tries to imitate him, the Matt, whatever his last name is, guy. But, you know, like we said, there's no heart in the imitation. Like, the Matt guy is doing it sincerely, and then the other guy is like, well, I'm kind of a failed musician, so I'll do this to also have a life... I mean, that's the conceit right. of the documentary, at least. But, you know, there's an obvious difference between him and the master.
1: Let's see. Oh, well, there we go. There's my homework, then. Will Smith samples Will Smith. and check this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right, man. I'm going to go finish that pizza. It's great talking to you.
0: You too, Alex. Uh, yeah, stay safe out there, and yeah, talk to you soon.
1: You too, bud. Take care. Peace. Peace.